All right, what it is, what it do. You tuned into the Jose Morales podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're back in the boxing ring for season three, episode 11. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about culture. And this is actually uh, one of the biggest compliments I get when someone talks about the gym, talks about anything that has to do with, with here, with me. They say, you created this culture, Jose. You created this culture that is not duplicate. You can't duplicate it. That is amazing that you got to be a part of. And I'm going to explain to you how I did it in this episode. I'm going to give you tips on what to do. And not only if you're just a business owner, I mean, if you're a business owner, you're going to gain a lot from this episode, but this episode is not just for business owners. So if you're a leader, some short, obviously you're going to gain from it. But at the end, I'm also going to explain how this can relate to your personal life in general with your family. So this actually, this episode is great for everybody. Um, so make sure you stick to it. Uh, keep listening. Before we get started with that, I want to give you an update. Uh, I was looking at the statistics and everything as far as the podcast. Man, mad love to everyone that's tuning in and listening. But completely random to me, I think it's random, but I'm very grateful for everybody out in France that's listening. Uh, shout out to you guys in France. Let me know what part of France, man. I'd love to know. I'm curious to know what part of France, where you guys are at. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you not just for France, but everybody all over. Uh, we had people in Belgium, Australia, in, uh, in the Americas, Mexico, Central, South America. So everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. Now, another thing I want to share, and then from here I will get into why we're talking about culture today, is I wanted to talk about uh, one of the conversations I had with a member of the gym recently, uh, Lydia. She was came up to me, and she's actually a regional manager for a property management company, and she was like, wow, Jose, I really, really need to share with you that I'm impressed with how you have this entire gym just dialed in, not just with the way you, uh, the structure, the classes, everything, but the culture you have behind it, how everyone is just happy, how everyone interacts with everybody, how everyone greets you, how everyone is just so in tune with one another, like one trainer with the other trainer, front desk with the other trainer, everyone is tuned in. And hearing that from someone like her, which what she does for a living is she is a regional manager. She's in charge of so much. She's not just in charge of one person or five people. She has a big over overhead. Uh, it means a lot. And thank you, Lydia, for that huge compliment. And that is why myself, it kind of encouraged me to do this episode even more. It had crossed my mind, but this one just was like, you know, Jose, you have to do it. And the reason behind that is I would be selfish to hide this from you guys. This This is all things that will help your business and will help your personal life. So that's why I wanted to go into it. And to get started with the episode, I have to share you. I have to share with you guys a story. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Angelo Nunez. He was a big part of my growth as a man. And when I was a teenager, he was he was uh, I, I boxed. He was one of my boxing coaches. I boxed with him for two fights and one of the things we had this big event in El Dorado Hills. And if you know young Jose, when I was 17 years old, um, the way I dressed wasn't really 
quite the, I definitely didn't pay attention to the shirt size and pant size. I just grabbed whatever looked good. And if it was big and the more saggy it was, the better. And we were doing the event, which was an upscale event. It was a boxing event in El Dorado Hills. You had to dress nice. Everyone was looking good. And I worked and I worked for Angelo and Angelo was like, you know, I think it was a little, I think he was a bit worried that I was going to show up the way I dressed. So he made sure he told me, hey, Jose, don't dress like that. He's all, you should dress nice. And he took me to uh, Nordstrom Rack to change up and get all this nice clothes. And when I was there, he, he got these pants for me. He got these shoes, these funky looking shoes. I thought they were funky. I mean, they were weird looking. Uh, the pants were hella tight on me. Shirt was hella tight on me. Sleeve went up hella short. And uh, I felt hella uncomfortable. I just did not feel like myself. And he told me, you know, Jose, you attract where you dress like. He's all, he's all, you dress like a hood rat, you're going to attract hood rats. He's all, trust me on this, Jose. He's all, dress like this for this event, and you're going to see the difference, and you're going to see why you want to dress like this. So he went on about his day, and he actually paid for all my stuff. Thank you, Angelo. Paid for that outfit. Angelo and Carrie, actually. And we went to, um, we went to the, the event, and I had never, this doesn't sound hella funny, but white girls wasn't really into me. I wasn't really the white girl type of thing. You know, white girls didn't really like me. And that day, the white girls were hitting, man. The white girls was cracking, and it was because of the way I dress. And the reason why I bring this story up is because this has a big part of why your culture is is really born within you. So if you act and carry yourself like a hoodlum, that's what you're going to attract. If you carry, you have your core values, who you are as a person, you're, uh, I don't know, just a bad-hearted, disloyal, dishonest, all these things, guess what kind of people will join your organization? The same kind of people that you are like. And that's what's going to be in your presence. And that's, what's, that's the kind of culture you're going to have. You can have a bad culture or a good culture. So that's the beginning of it. So most of you guys are probably wondering, okay, and Jose, that sounds pretty self-explanatory. But how do I maintain this? How do I keep this going? So yeah, I attract 10 people that act like me and have the same uh, heart as me, right? Let's say. How do you get them to buy into your system? How do you get them to greet everyone like you? How do you get everyone to want to uh, see you and your business succeed and them succeed? I use my mission statements and I use my core values. And everything that I go back, I go back to that. What, I'm, what I mean by that is, for example, when someone starts working here, I mention my mission statement to them. And my mission statement is we are here to help you grow a better version of yourself in mind, body, and soul. We are here to motivate the hopeless, and we're here to give when opportunity presents itself. And what that means is nowhere on there do I mention people working out. Nowhere on there do I mention uh, you have to be a really good boxer. Nowhere do I mention you have to have the best sales in, in the gym or whatever. Nowhere in there do I mention any of that. Right there, I mentioned making better versions of people, motivating people that are, you know, heartbroken or in a bad place in life, and giving when the opportunity presents itself. That's what I mentioned. And I base everything we do off of that. 
I remind every person on my team of that. That is what is important to myself and to the business. And that's what the business is about. And that's how we start duplicating that. Because now we know Jose doesn't care if you sell 20 memberships in one day. He cares if you made an impact in five people's lives that day. That's what matters. And that's where you are. That's where now they're less pressured on making sales and all this, but they're more pressured not really necessarily pressured, but they're more reminded that, you know, what's important here is making a difference. So they take the time to talk to people. They take the time to uh, follow up with people. They take the time to get to know people. And that is exactly what I'm about. And what I did with that is I created a mission statement that represents my business. And I made sure I, I presented to them that how important this is to me. And, and not just to me, but to me as a business. And now how do I see that vision for how is that going to benefit them? Now that's where I explain to them. The more people we impact, the better we do. Honestly, the more people are growing, the more people are getting better, the healthier the people feel, look, the longer they're here, the longer they're here, the better we do because they're here longer versus having someone here for one week, one day, one month. And uh, and then that's kind of how they're going to start seeing the vision. And there they see it's more than just me. It's more than just them. It's the community that we're building. I also do that with my boxers. Um, I start creating the culture with my boxers. That's what I do with my staff members. But I also do that with my with my boxers. So I we have the, the boxers oath. You know, I promise to uphold the standards of honesty, courtesy, integrity and perseverance. I'm instilling in them these four core values that are very important to myself, but I want them to be just as important to them. Um, maintain a good physical, spiritual, um, and mental health and lead by example, remaining humble and, 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 and grateful. These are all part of the things in my oath that I constantly remind my people about uh, and my boxers, and I keep bringing this up to them. This is part of that culture. If you make it important, they know that these core values, these uh, not necessarily, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just the way you carry yourself. They're, they're very important to coach. And most of the times as a boxer, they want to make sure coach is happy. They want to make sure they're doing what coach is telling them to do. And if coach is telling them, be a good person, they typically do what coach wants them to do. You know, all right, coach, the coach wants us to be a good person and open doors for people. I'll make it happen. He wants me to greet people. I'll make it happen. And that's actually what I feel like helped my business so much as far as creating the culture and creating that place for everybody to be happy. And I feel that businesses that lack on hiring staff, or lack on maintaining a business for a long period of time or a loyalty, creating that loyalty with their customers would eventually creates your business, your business to thrive. What creates that is the lack of these things. If you are not, if you don't have a sense, for example, when I was at the dealer, all they cared about was the sales, honestly. They, they wanted to make sure like, hey, Jose, uh, the, the service department made this much money last month. Yo, like, what's going on? So that's where it can be very easy to become dishonest. Very easy. Because why? 
They don't care about anything but money. So why should I care about anything but money? And when that happens, you tend to do bad things because you're trying to make ends meet and you try not to get your head chewed out. And when that happens, people don't show up. People don't buy, don't shop at your place. They may do it once. You may get over on them once, but it's probably not going to happen two and three times. So that's definitely a big, big thing that I feel like businesses can gain from as far as the culture impact. I feel like this is my, this is my own theory of why, how we can fix this world. Honestly, I feel like if you imagine going, for example, a lot of like in high school or when we were kids, people are, we, like I was just mentioning, coaches get to kids and young athletes in a better way than their parents do or someone close to them because they hold a coach's word. We're like on a pedestal to them. They respect us so much. And it's because they found that passion in the sport that they want to make sure they, they maintain that spot or they impress us because they're trying to grow in that, in that sport. And it's not because they're in love with us. They're in love with the sport. They found their passion in that sport. Now imagine people, not every person is an athlete. Not every person is about working out or about basketball or about all this. There's some people that thrive on, you know, being an engineer, fixing stuff or being a plumber or contractor or an artist of some sort. Now, imagine if you're at a workplace that has this kind of atmosphere that pushes you to better yourself. But now you not only are you going to listen to this person, not because he's your boss now, but now you're looking at this person as your coach. He's not your coach, but he is your boss, but he's not acting like your boss. He's acting like your coach. He's at work and he's inspiring you in a way to better your personal life outside of work. He's not telling you things just because it's going to better his business, but it's because it's going to better you. And that's kind of my theory. If, if we as a whole, as a country, as every business um, owner, small businesses, I mean, not that this would ever happen, but if we were taught to do this and have core values and things like that, I think it'd be a big, big change to our community. Uh, not only are you having better people out and about and happier, now you, you have a husband that instead of their being stressed out eight hours at work, they come home happy because they weren't stressed out eight hours at work. What do you think their household is gonna be like now that they're happy? They're probably not gonna drink because a lot of people do that. They probably are, you know, domestic violence and all this other stuff that's popular when people are stressed out or you know a lot on their plate so that's kind of my theory on how we can fix this and I always like that's why I like that's another reason they motivate me to share this as far as creating jobs for people that really that people that people are really going to love now from the people that are not business owners that are not anything that has to do with that how is this culture creating important? How is having a mission statement or oath important? I, for example, I'm going to tell you something I do with my kids and it's so much easier. And I got this from work, like literally, like for example, uh, if I have meetings with people at work and, and, and something didn't relate with what we're doing, I go back to our mission statement. I give bonuses based off our core values. I give this, like it's based off of this similar with this situation. If you're at home and like one of the things I always remind my kids about, I always tell them, uh, what is a family for? 
you know, what, what is a family and what is it for? And my kids will tell me, they're like, it's para amar, la familia es para amar, ayudar y cuidar, which means families to love, to care for, and to help. That's what family's for. And I constantly ask them and I constantly remind them to love, to, to, to take care of, and, uh, and to be there for them, right? So if anything happens, so for example, um, if we're at home and I got a car full of groceries and I'm carrying three bags and my son is already in the living room playing Nintendo or whatever, I'm making the scenario up. Instead of getting mad and yelling at him and be like, oh, blah, 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 you're useless, blah, 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 which will cause other side effects like kill his confidence or make him feel like shit, make him cry or whatever. But instead of going that route, I remind him, what is the family for? Amar, ayudar y cuidar. This is the second thing you said, son, ayudar. What does ayudar mean? To help. Does it look like you're helping me right now? We're carrying all these groceries. Are you helping me? And then he himself goes, oh. You're right. You'll get up off the couch and you go to help me. And he says that shit back to me. He was like, hey, with things like, hey, I need help with my soccer. I need help with this. You'll remind me, hey, family's about helping. Family's about taking care of. And this is a better way to, tra to translate and to conversate with your kid in a way that is less hostile. You know what I mean? You're not fucking bumping heads. You're not all angry. I... I challenge you guys to do that. I mean, even if you see my, my kids run around the gym, straight up ask them, they'll tell you. They'll probably look at you a little weird, like, why the hell is this fool asking me that? But it's pretty, I mean, it's amazing how the quality of, like, core values you can instill in a kid at, at a young age. So that's pretty much it for this episode. I'm going to wrap it up. But before we do that, I'm going to talk about a few things, the takeaways, you know, not only can you set all these core values, oath, mission statement, you have to live by them. My team wouldn't follow if I didn't live by them. My kids wouldn't follow if I didn't live by them. So not only can you set them, you also got to live by them. Lead by example. I um, hope you guys enjoyed this. If you have not liked and subscribed, please do. If you have not left a review, which I have not got one single review on season three, please leave one. Leave one with a five-star review. Give me an honest feedback. Tell me how it is. Tell me how it makes you feel. Tell me, tell me something about it, but leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, check back with me next Monday when we're going to be having Lance Woods on the uh, podcast. Lance Woods, a local comedian, off the chain, hilarious, great energy, good core values also. And um, I hope you guys have a killer Monday. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out.